Hey everybody, Z here. I'd like to talk today about why people do not succeed. I'd say the number one reason is just laziness. Laziness in thinking and laziness in action. But that certainly isn't the sole purpose. I would say the main reason is people's life situation. The situation that people are in prevent them from being able to succeed. Now you might be saying, duh, we creatures like to dig ourselves in holes. And instead of climbing out of that hole, we like to claim it as our own. As if to say, I may not be successful, but at least this hole is mine. Now typically to succeed, you're going to have to drastically alter your life situation or even abandon your life situation altogether. I think we tend not to abandon because we don't want to be abandoned. I mean, think about it. It's even within our Christian culture, uh, you know, those that abandon Christ, that whole story. I want to ask you something. Do you think you would be more useful in your life? as a success do you think you would be more useful to the people around you and your loved ones if you were successful now here's a very interesting twist to this every time i've had some sort of success in my life i've tried to share that success i've tried to include others in that success However, the problem is, is they have to support that success. And I suppose I just hit on something specific. You have to support success. And success is a very dynamic concept. You know, I think this has a lot to do with self-worth and control. You know, medical science figures stuff out usually by observing dysfunctions, people that have diseases or various issues. And through this process, we all get to benefit. I'd like to use that same methodology by looking at homeless people. It's not that solutions don't exist for the homeless. It's that the solutions usually take that person out of any sort of control that they might have. I think suicide has a lot to do with that as well, where you're so desperate for some sort of control that taking your life is the ultimate act of self-control. But of course, it isn't. All right, well, I probably have a lot more to say about this, but I'd actually like to hear from you guys what's preventing you from succeeding. Or even better, what has allowed you to succeed? Thanks for listening. Integrity Radio. What's happening? It's Daco. Uh, thank you for the call-ins, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for the echoes. I'm glad that um, you found enough value to share um, some of our segment, segments with your listeners. So I really, really appreciate that, man. I appreciate you. appreciate everything. Um, I just want to let, make sure that you know how much uh, you are appreciated. Um, and valued. What prevents success? I think one of the big things is not defining what that means for you in the first place. 
If you don't know what you're aiming for, how are you going to hit it? So taking the time to, to understand what that means to you is kind of the first step in being able to judge whether or not you are a success. And why don't you do that? Well, that points to, to your point of being lazy. Hi, Johnny. Thanks for your call in. Your advice, know your bullseye for success. To be successful, you have to know your bullseye. Um, it sounds like a marketing, like a sort of multi-level marketing sort of um, advice. You know, the success that I'm talking about isn't as subjective as you're framing it. You know, throughout my life, I've had various successes and and I stated this in my success statement, uh, uh, segment rather. So um, perhaps you might go back and listen to that. And really success is the result of your work, which may be very ambiguous or dynamic. So success isn't a goal or a target, but a byproduct of your behavior. And of course, one of the main issues is the delusion of being successful. Now, true, we have certain or different levels of success, you know, such as success for me is waking up in the morning, or a su success to me is making uh, a million uh, on our first quarter. But to really look at these things as actual successes is a mistake. Perhaps we should look at the term accomplished rather than success in regards to the way you're framing this. Again, thanks for calling in Integrity Radio. Beware, my friends, of people that passively, aggressively poke at you and then preach the virtues of non-hatred. Hatred is energy. Use that energy for good. Don't turn your hatred on yourself unless you're, of course, being hateable transform your hatred to do good. I really like the distinction between achievement and success because, you know, a person I consulted for in the magic world who we would all recognize uh, basically has achieved everything but was miserable with the situation. So, uh, yeah, achievement doesn't equal success. And uh, while I agree that success is, is not kind of subjective, I've always liked the, the way of saying it. Uh, it's liking what you do, how you do it, and who you do it with. Hey, Johnny Z here. So this is in response to your what, how, and who of success and uh, how you quantify success. Um, what, how, and who is your um, refinement on that statement? Let me ask you this question. Are you counseling the weak and feeble or are you counseling the strong? Again, your approach is more subjective than objective. In this topsy-turvy world that we live in, in this misconstrued, convoluted world that we live in, do you really think people can define success properly under those terms that you're defining? I would say that success is a bit deeper than that and needs to be deeper than that. Success has a first principle. Now I'm not gonna 
get into that for the other listeners, but I do know that you understand what I mean by that. When you throw out the masturbatory philosophy and religion, we really are able to define what success is for the human species, for the striving potential human species. Now, if we were all different animals, like if you were a horse and I were a monkey, it might be different. No, in fact, nature has successfully gotten us to homogenize. Wing Chun, 24-7, baby. Integrity Radio. Hi, this is a call-in to Z over there at Integrity Radio. I had a quick question for you. This is something that I'm yeah, just wondering about. Um... Well, how, how do you define happiness? Now, we've talked a lot about suffering and how you might define suffering and whatnot. Uh, how do you define happiness? Like, what is it that makes you happy? Like, how, how, what, how, how should we be happy? You know, we, we talk a lot about what people think of as pleasure is actually suffering. And I don't want to get into this whole philosophy of that, uh, like you, I think you made that point. But I, I would be interested to know... What do you think of happiness? Like, how do you define happiness? Like, what, what is it that happiness really is? Uh, especially for you. I, I would definitely appreciate your opinion on that. Ben, over at Ben Jacobson Radio, thank you for your call. And how do I define happiness? I don't. Happiness is an emotion. And if you're a Wing Chun man, you do not try to put labels on your emotions. It's useless. What makes a human happy one day can make them miserable the next. That's why it's utterly useless to put labels on your emotions. So let's go through the process. You have an experience. That experience goes through the emotional process first, right? That's right. It hits the amygdala first, the reptilian part of the brain, the emotional part of the brain. Step one, you have to recognize that and acknowledge that that your reaction or your decision is sto uh, starts as an emotion. Now we need to get out of the emotion. So that's why we don't place labels on emotions because that only drives us deeper in to the emotion, whatever that emotion is. Step two, try to connect your emotion with a reason. We need to get past the emotion and two, the frontal cortex. Instead, we've got a, a world full of people that are experiencing emotion, don't realize they're experiencing things emotionally, denying their emotions, thusly not even knowing what a real emotion is, eventually, convoluting your emotions and giving all this weight and speciality to your emotions. But no, that emotion needs to go through the processing centers of the limbic and, limbic and frontal cortex in order to make any reason out of it. Now, emotions are important. There is no such thing as a false emotion, but that emotion is trying to tell you something. And if you don't think about it, if you don't put it through the process of reason and logic, then you will miss the actual message that that emotion is trying to tell you. Now, these words of Wing Chun are actually verified through understanding cognitive psychology. 